calling out to the Atascacita community. It's time for your Atascacita Library advanced copy. Get your notes and news now. Hello, Atascacita community. Welcome to your advanced copy. It's July 1st, 2022. The year is half over, and so is Summer Reading Program. If you have not started Summer Reading Program, visit hcpl.beanstack.org in order to register for the reading part of that. You can earn points through 30 minutes of reading or for each title. So think about that as the size of books that you read. And as those points add up, you get incentives while supplies last. You can go to our main webpage, hcpl.net, and learn more about the summer reading program. We also have a lot going on at the library. There are some great programs happening there, and I'll talk more about those at the end of the podcast. First up, of course, is the update on the construction at the library. Now, this construction began last September. We are going to be heading all the way through the summer. But if you've stopped by recently, you saw that the outside of the building looks complete. We have windows. We have doors. It's the inside of both the meeting room and the AV media room that need to be finished up. So we will keep you up to date here at Advanced Copy and also check out our social media where we like to post how things are progressing inside the library on those projects. This episode of Advanced Copy, Bonnie and I sat down to talk and learn about NASCAR. Hey, everybody. This is Beth, and I am here with Bonnie. Hi. And I am going to learn so much about NASCAR. I am in the dark about NASCAR. I know it exists. I know which cars it uses. But other than that, I have a lot of questions. So, Bonnie, I want to start with who are your favorite drivers and why? As a lot of people here know, I am a NASCAR fan. I have been quite a while, really, really started getting involved in about 1999-2000 was when my husband and I really started getting involved. My favorite drivers used to be Matt Kenseth. I'm sorry, he's retired now, people. He was my favorite driver. One of the reasons I picked him, and people have all kinds of reasons why they like drivers, I picked him because I liked his car number and I liked the color of his car. Oh, that sounds good to me. It was purple, and he was number 17 at the time. And he drove for Crown Royal, too, which was okay, too. <laughs> that explains the purple. Okay. He, has, he had a really unique sense of humor, too. When he would do interviews, it was just fun listening to him do interviews. Mm-hmm. But he also had his bad boy side, too, because there were times when he was involved in fights after the wrecks, Ooh. after... The races were over and people had been wow. in wrecks. They would literally have fist fights. It's kind of like hockey. <laughs> yeah. Only these guys were wearing helmets. Right. <laughs> but he he was one of the ones I liked. He started out with one team in 17. I forget who owned it. But then he moved to Joe Gibbs Racing, which really got us involved in Joe Gibbs Racing. If any of you know who Joe Gibbs is, he was the very popular coach of the Washington Redskins at the time, now the Washington Commanders. So we we thought we really liked them. We were fans of the Washington Redskins. Mm -hmm. And so we 
started really rooting for Joe Gibbs Racing okay. and uh, his drivers. And uh, so we still do. He, they've A couple of them have come and gone. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, Christopher Bell, and Martin Truex Jr. Okay, so you have like an entire team. Yes. we. Okay. Well, actually, it's four teams, oh, one okay. owner. Gotcha. Okay. They're, that's how they're kind of done. Kyle Busch also has his own truck team. Oh. He has Kyle Busch Motorsports, which he fields the trucks in the truck series. So racing is one of those things that you just pick and choose on any given day who you want to root for. Oh. If your drivers happen to be not doing well, you can root for whoever you want to, or in some cases, we just root against whoever we don't want to win. (laughs) There is also... Um, a couple of te- new teams that are out there. Michael Jordan has teamed up with Denny Hamlin for a uh, group called 2311. Ah, okay. Because I was about to ask, the Michael Jordan like that I know, and then you said 23, and I'm like, yeah, okay. The Michael yeah, Jordan, I know. Denny's car number is 11 on the Gibbs side, and Michael Jordan's number was 23. Right. He was also number 45. Mm-hmm. because now they have a two-car team. They have the 23 and the 45. Wow. Uh, one of them is, is driven by Bubba Wallace, and the other one is driven by Kurt Busch, Kyle Busch's brother. You also have JT Dougherty racing. Brad Dougherty was a basketball star. He has a cup team. And you also have a team called Trackhouse Racing that is partially owned by Pitbull. Oh, Yes. So there are all kinds of people involved in the NASCAR scene. So even if you don't know drivers or you have or anything about NASCAR, mm-hmm. you can root for somebody based on somebody Something else. else. There's Something like else. Connections totally. everywhere. There are connections all over the place. Wow. Let's get down some core things. Like, you know, how much does it cost to race? Like, is there an entrance fee and just the maintenance? Got an, an idea on the cost of racing. Okay. I had to do a bit of research on this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just to go back a little, for those of you who don't know what NASCAR stands for, mm-hmm. it stands for National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing. Mm-hmm. And it is privately owned. It is not a public company. At first, it was strictly stock cars. Mm-hmm. You would go out to the local dealership and you would buy a car and you would, you know, rev it up. Right. But now, since things have evolved, they've added safety features mm-hmm. and all of this kind of like stuff. Like standards you have to meet now. There are very specific standards you have to meet. And if you do not meet those standards, every car is inspected before the race. Mm -hmm. If you do not meet those specific standards, you either are not allowed to race or you are fined and you have to fix it. You're fined and you must fix it. Right. You might have to do a And then you'll have to start at the end of the race. You'll have to start. If you you qualified on the pole, which is the very first spot, you could end up starting last if there was an issue with your car. Yeah, they don't mess around. No. Okay. Also, used to, you could tell the difference. You know how years ago you used to be able to look at a car on the street and say, that's a Ford, that's a Chevy. Right, yeah. You can't do that in NASCAR except for the little emblems on the front of the cars because every single car has a template that is followed. And this is 
how the cars are designed now. You don't just right. go to a dealership and buy a car and fix it up. There is like now a stock car yes. stock. It is a NASCAR <laughs> stock car. Gotcha. Okay. That, um, they supply the templates for, and they have to meet those very specific wow. size ranges and everything. Well, then, okay. So that makes sense so, to how I know, like, that is a stock car because that's the only visual I ever have is that template. Yeah. Right. And the only way, like I said, you tell the difference now is you see the little Ford emblem or the little Chevy emblem or the little Toyota emblem, which those are the cars that race. Gotcha. To your question about the cost, that's part of the reason why it costs so much because there are very specifics to what you have to do. It costs around $365,000 every single race. Wow. For one car. And every car has a backup at every single race. Wow. <clears throat> the engine itself is anywhere from seventy to $200,000. With upgrades, it can cost up to $40,000. The chassis is anywhere from seventy dollars to $125,000. The tires and the wheels... The wheels are now, used to it was five lug nuts. Mm-hmm. They are down to a single lug nut. <gasps> really? Like uh, they do in IndyCar racing. They still don't, you know, pump up the whole car like an IndyCar and do all four at the same time. Right. But it's like one center lug now. Wow. And unfortunately, they've had issues with that over the last few weeks because this is the first year and they're still getting used to it. Oh. And if that wheel is not tight, it literally comes off the car by the time they get to the end of pit road. And oh. then there are fines and penalties. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't think I could drive but, it with somebody uh, and just have one lug nut. <laughs> but the tires are not bought. The tires are leased by Goodyear for every race. They are 350 to $500 per tire. And each race team can have up to 16 sets of tires per race. Wow. So four times 300 is $1,200 for one set of tires. Do that times 16 for a car. And then they all get turned back into Goodyear after the race. They run tests on the ones that have been used Uh to see if there's anything they need to improve on the tires, you know, like. So everybody gets Goodyear tires. Everybody gets Goodyear tires. tires. Right. Hmm. And we know if they recycle them, like after they've done their tests. Oh yeah. There's companies after the race, they're sent to the NASCAR R&D Center in Concord, North Carolina, and then to a Liberty Tire Recycling Center just oh, down the road. So cool. they do recycle the tires after Yay. they run all of their R&D and stuff right. on them. Well, that's good. Um, then for other costs, the way you pay for this mm-hmm. is that you get companies to sponsor you. And companies will pay between 20 and $25 million to sponsor a NASCAR team. You have long-term contracts, which can be more, and a primary sponsor gets the hood, the driver's suit, and pit crew, and the hauler. The hauler is the, the big, big truck, truck that yeah. hauls everything between. Yeah, the closest I know about NASCAR <clears throat> is the Cars movie by Pixar. <laughs> <laughs> 
that actually is pretty close to how they handle the haulers. Um, But yeah. Then you have secondary and associate sponsors, which pay anywhere from two to six million dollars. And one owner estimates that 65 to 70 percent of his operation is sponsor paid. The other expenses are covered by endorsements and race winnings. Okay. Um, And then you add, you also have to add the cost of maintenance crews and accidents. Right. Um, So the budget for maintaining a full-fledged NASCAR team, and that's like I commented, Joe Gibbs Racing has four cars. That's four teams. Okay. So a NASCAR team can exceed $20 million. Wow. Now, okay, I think you said it, but I think I missed it. Is that a year? I think. Don't quote me on that. One. Okay. I I just thought that makes sense it for it to be a year million. because yes. you know because it costs three hundred and sixty five thousand right. a race. So yeah, yeah, I can imagine. So that would be now as wow. far as entrance fees. This I wasn't aware of. There's a forty three hundred dollar entry and inspection fee for a primary car. If it's wrecked, you pay another $4,300 for the backup car. Oh, okay. Before you enter, you have to pay a $5,675 fee for filing an entry. And then less than two weeks before a race, it could be more. Oh, you have to do that at least two weeks before a race. Wow. Um, I didn't realize there were entry fees like that. So (laughs) that's, that's, it's very, very expensive. Yes, it is. Now I understand all of like the banners and the signs, like the intensity of it, right? Right. There's a lot of pressure going on there. Well, and right now it's called the Monster Energy Cup Series is Mm. the name of it. Because of Monster Energy. Monster Energy is sponsoring the Cup Series this year. Okay. Now, in the past, that's how they named them. They were called the Winston Cup uh-huh. when uh, Winston Cigarettes, uh-huh. or the R.J. Yeah. Reynolds, did it. Um, you had the Sprint Cup, several others in the Xfinity series. Before that, you had Bush. Uh-huh. You had Nationwide. Uh, right. <laughs> you know, okay. uh, Camping World right now is doing the trucks, so it's the Camping World Truck Series. And... It used to irritate me to no end watching the races that say would they would say, oh, Richard Petty won the Monster Energy Cup Series. I said, Monster Energy wasn't even around when Richard Petty was doing right. it. Yeah. So since then, now they just call it the Cup Series. Seriously. I mean, you get the, the thing on the cars. Everybody has that on the cars. And Sunoco right. is who supplies all the gas okay. on race day. Um, wow. free gas from Sunoco on race day. Now you pay for the gas for any of the practice sessions and training and stuff. training. And it, you know, if you're, if you do any, um, like R and D sessions or oh, okay. something on yeah. a track, yeah, you pay for the gas then, but otherwise Sunoco supplies the gas on race day. day. Everybody gets Sunoco gas, those big red cans with the Sunoco label that's right. filling the tanks that. Well, and all I can, comes I'm, from one spot. Yeah, and I can understand that from just a fair play kind of perspective. Mm-hmm. We all know that every engine is getting the same thing, and we can remove that as a reason why. Like if something now, I happened. think the oils may be different. Right, I think they can all do different oil. Right, 
because they can do certain, they have a little leeway in their engine manufacturing. There are three major engine manufacturers, but um, otherwise, but everybody's using the same gasoline and the same tires. So you talked about the cost of it, but, and it's sponsorship and everything, but what about somebody just starting out? Fresh driver, wants to get a NASCAR, he's not going to have anybody that says, oh yeah, let me give you 20 million to start your Actually, that's... Really? They just go out and find them? They just go out and find somebody. There are a couple of races that you'll see a guy with a plain hood. He'll just have a white hood on his car. And Mm -hmm. they'll say he didn't have a sponsor for this race, but his family or somebody decided to to pay the fees and, you know, rent the tires and everything for that race. And a lot of times... Their pit crews are the people who worked in their garage. Unfortunately for those teams, too, because they don't have all this other backing, they usually don't end up winning a lot of races. Right. And, of course, since their pit crews aren't... Professionals, I guess. Professionals as much as the others are, and they don't train as much as... I mean, the pit crews train just like you would any other team. They often don't get the positioning on the track, you know, with the pit stops and everything because their crews aren't as fast. So then they end up in the back with the wrecks and end up wrecking their car. And then they're, Ugh. yeah. So you're like um, looking for that one moment to stand out. He yeah. Or, she has promise, or if whatever. they do happen to do well in the race for whatever reason, right. now somebody might be saying, hey, okay, fine. I'll yeah. sponsor you for one race. Yeah. Let's see how you do. I'll give you this money for one race or two races. Or there's a couple of times that somebody's had sponsorship for maybe five races. Mm -hmm. You know, and then it can go from there because other people, if he does well enough, other people may say, hey, I'll sponsor you now. Exactly. So, but but really that initial one is saving your pennies. and Saving your pennies. And a lot of times it's the family just getting out there. A lot of times it it may be a family owned company. Mm, Okay. Like Furniture Row Racing has one car that they do and it's their company and they do it. (laughs) I wonder if like Mattress Mac has one. That would be interesting. No, he doesn't. Uh, Not that I know of. Not on the national (laughs) level that I know of does Mattress Mac have one. But hey, maybe if somebody talked to him, he would. You've been listening to Atascacita Library Advanced Copy. I had another question about the car types, but you spoke on that. Yes, there's three different car types, Ford, Chevy, and Toyota. Mm -hmm. They used to be Dodge, but they quit racing back in 2012. Okay. For the cup cars, you have Mustangs, Camaros, and Camrys. Okay. For the trucks, you have the F-150, the Silverado, and the Tundra. Wow. And for Xfinity, you have a Mustang, a Camaro, and a Supra. Interesting. But like I said, they all look the The same. same. Right. And this is not the trucks, especially. Uh When you think of F-150, you think of this big Right. Yeah. That is not what it looks like on the racetrack, people. (laughs) The bed is covered. It's got these fins coming up. Every truck looks the The same, same. except for their paint color and their little emblem on the front of the truck. You think F-150, Silverado, these big hulking trucks. No, no, not so much. Low to the ground, 
<laughs> you know, streamlined, looks nothing like looks an F one fifty. So yeah, you would never kind of never know unless you're right really in the. We kind of talked about the car element of it, but let's talk about the tracks because I do know from my way way back times <laughs> there was a new track that was put in up in in the Dallas Fort Worth area, and I just remember there was so much news coming out about the problems with the track and things that they need to fix. So tracks have particular quirks. Yes, they do. They have a whole bunch of mile and a half tracks. Mm -hmm. You have your short tracks, which can be anywhere from half a mile to under a mile. That's what they call the the short tracks. Mm -hmm. That's Richmond, Martinsville, Bristol are your main short tracks. Um, You have road courses, you know, which literally are road courses. They go around little towns or, you know, whatever. Watkins Glen is one of those. It just goes all the way around town. Uh, they're going to be going through Nashville. They went through Nashville one year. <laughs> oh, gosh, that's going to be interesting with all those hills. Uh, Coda, you know, Circuit of the Americas up over near Austin uh-huh. is a road course. They, they Last year was their first year there, and uh, they're back again. So, wow. But, yeah, the track that you're speaking of is the Texas Motor Speedway that okay. was built up near Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. It's just huge. That's the only thing, you know, the the complex is huge. The track, I think, is only a mile and a half track. Mm -hmm. But even though they're mile and a half, like the banking can be different in the corners. They do different things with the straightaways. They can be narrower. They can be wider. Um, You also have two what they call super speedways, which is Daytona and Talladega, Mm -hmm. which are two and a half, roughly two and a half mile tracks. Yeah, those are Famous. Those are famous, and but they're huge. But they're still, even though they're roughly the same size, they're just configured just a little different. And they call them tri. You hear the term trioval, and that's because it's not a real oval, because they have to allow for pit road. So when you come to pit road, it's like it kind of shoots out just a little bit to go around pit road to make it kind of a triangle gotcha. on the front stretch. So like pit road would be the actual oval would we right. include the pit road, but they have to go out of that. Right. So it becomes kind of a little oh, okay. angle out. Right. So they call them triovals on the track, oh. but then you have Pocono raceway. Okay. Pocono raceways name is the tricky triangle because it is actually a triangle it is not an oval really really (laughs) that brings a whole new perspective to you know your racing experience bristol is it's termed either thunder valley or the last great coliseum because it's like in a bowl and it's more of a circle it's it's sort of oval but it's really more of a circle and it's completely banked all the way around it you don't even like sort of flatten out on the front and back stretch because there is no real straightaway it's only a half mile track they usually race there twice they race there in the spring and they race in the fall as part of the championship run but in the spring, they've started dumping dirt on it and make it a dirt track. They dump like tons of dirt. I forget how much, but they just bring in all this red clay from around the area because Bristol is right there in the Tennessee, Virginia, right. North Carolina place. And they literally fill the track with red clay. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and make it a dirt track. And that's a, a whole thing. different driving oh, yeah. experience. And that's too. a whole different driving experience. 
Darlington Raceway. It's it's your regular mile and a half track, but it's called the Lady in Black or the Track Too Tough to Tame. Oh my gosh. And they talk about the Darlington Stripe because inevitably everybody ends up with a black stripe in their car from sliding the wall at some point or another. Wow, really? They can scrape the wall at Darlington and not really do a whole lot of damage. But just because of the way the track races, you end up against the wall at some point in time. And so over the course of the race, the wall turns black. Yeah. Just from the the scraping. And uh, so they call her the lady in black. That is interesting. And it's interesting that they accept that, right? Like yes, this that is, is this part is of this it. track and this is what happens and it's nothing that we need to fix. This is just the way it is. That's yes. so cool. A Dover Motor Speedway is called the Monster Mile. Okay. It is a mile and it's a monster. It just eats cars. How, however, they've designed this track. They have wrecks, just people running into the wall. And out in front of their, their facility, they have this big... He looks like a, a Hulk made out of stone. Think of the, the Hulk. Right. But put him gray and make him out of stone. Right. And they've got this big monster out there. And whoever wins the race, his car goes up in the hand of the monster until the next race. <laughs> they literally take the car from that winning race and, right? stick, and it stick it up, up in, in the, the monster's oh hand. Oh, my gosh. It is so cool. cool. Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Mm -hmm. Everybody recognizes that one. For NASCAR, it is called the Brickyard. Oh. Because originally it was brick. It was brick track. And when they actually paved it, they left a strip of bricks for the finish start finish line. Oh. And at the end of the race, the big thing is to kiss the bricks. (sighs) And they literally, the teams line up, whoever wins that race, and they kiss the brick. (laughs) Martinsville is called the Paperclip. It is another short track, but it literally, if you get an aerial view of this it track, looks like- it looks like a paper clip. Huh. Really tight ends nice. with kind of longer sides. So New Hampshire is called the Magic Mile. I don't know why it's magic, <laughs> but that's just what they've always called it. And Charlotte Motor Speedway, they put in a road course. You have the regular oval track, mm-hmm. but now they also have the roval. The Roval, okay. Which they took and they used part of the oval, uh-huh. but then you go into the infield and they made like a road course through the infield with all of its twists and turns. Interesting. And so they call that the Roval. They did that at Daytona and Indianapolis also have road courses that incorporate parts of the ovals. But Charlotte was the first. Right. So, so it, got it, got, it got dubbed the Roval. It's fun to go to the races, uh-huh. but you can see a lot more on TV. <laughs> right. But I'm, I, I'm, I'm guessing that it's more of like part of the culture of being there, right? And here's the great thing mm-hmm. to me about racing is, first of all, like I said, it is a privately owned thing. Mm-hmm. Every single race, whether it be trucks, Xfinity, cars, the Arkham Menard series, which is the really early learner series. Mm -hmm. They have a prayer before every race. Mm. They do the national anthem before every race. And a lot of times for the cup races, they do what they call a flyover. They get a military unit that flies planes or helicopters or something over the racetrack Uh during the national, you know, right after the national anthem. Right. So to me, that is just that they do this for every single race. 
every sport has kind of its own culture and and for nascar that includes that and for others it doesn't you also have this thing with nascar i talked about my favorites Mm-hmm. You will see pictures of families in the stands. Yeah. This one's wearing a Kyle Busch shirt. This one's wearing an Elliott shirt. This one's wearing a Truex shirt. This one's wearing a shirt for Joey Logano. Right. All in the same family. And I even noticed the other day there was one that had people that were having a Chase Elliott hat and a Bush shirt. <laughs> it was just... You sit next to the same people in the stands. You sit next to your rivals in the stands, mm-hmm. but it's friendly rivals. You right. never see any of this obnoxious, I hate you behavior. Right. You sit there and people will comment, well, hey, he didn't do very good on that lap. And I'll go, yeah, but he did better than yours, you know, <laughs> or something like that. You know, at least mine isn't in the pits right now. And it's really friendly rivalry. Right. So it's it's just amazing to me. Right. And I think probably, this is me just supposition, but it also helps that, I mean, how many cars are in a race typically? Typically you have anywhere from 30 to 40. So it's kind of like 40 a, is like the most that right. they have. So that's kind of like a different environment than one team against another team, right? You can have multiple racers that you... Um, respect or you cheer on within the race. Like you said earlier, if if yours isn't even there, you'll cheer for somebody else that's going on. So I, that probably opens it up a little bit more to be this friendly kind of rivalry because you have multiple drivers going on at the time. Right. It's not just one against the other. And there's drivers that I really don't like <laughs> or teams that I really don't like. But you can still sit in the stands with these people. Right. And they really don't like your driver. Right. I mean, you hear it sometimes on the, you can hear when the drivers are introduced, if they actually televise, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't televise uh-huh. the introductions. But you hear the the boos and the yays for the different drivers. Right. And the drivers just accept it as, hey. This there's is, people out there that don't like me and there's people that do. Right. And this <laughs> is who and we are. This is who we are. We've talked about your favorite drivers and we've talked about the uniqueness of different tracks. And I know that you and your husband travel to um, lots of different races. Is there a particular race that you really try to get to every time? No. Really? You'll just go wherever it is. We actually try to go to different races. There are actually, well, there's 26 races in the regular season and then 10 in the championship. Okay. So 36 races a year? So 36 races a year. Okay. They start in February and go to November. Okay. So it is also one of the longest sports seasons of the year. You know, most sports seasons don't last that long. Yeah. You have football, you have basketball, you have hockey. There's only like maybe two or three weekends that they don't race. Wow, okay. We've learned that sometimes it's a lot more fun to go to the trucks or the Xfinity races. Oh, okay. Uh, Mainly because they're the ones that are like, the cup is like you're experienced. Once you hit the cup level, you've got racing experience. Mm -hmm. The trucks and the Xfinity cars, they're the beginner group. And a lot of times they don't know what they don't know. (laughs) Right. So they race totally different. They race harder. They, 
They're making interesting choices. You know, it's like, okay, fine. I've never been at this track before, but hey, I'm going to go for it. Right. And and you do get more wrecks, uh-huh. but, and some people like to go to the, it's like going to hockey for the fights. You know, <laughs> some people like to go to the races for the wrecks, but they're just a little funner. There's mm-hmm. fewer people usually in the stands for those. They're not quite as popular. They don't have the name recognition that the Cup Series does. So if you're ever going to go to a race, like your first time, I would suggest either the Trucks or the Xfinity race first. They're either Friday or Saturday, and they're Mm -hmm. not on Sundays usually. There's just a little less stuff going on. Right. That you can, I think, get a little better experience and learn the track a little better before you face that crowd that right. might be at a and at all a the hoopla that, that goes, on goes with around the with stuff. the with yeah. the bigger stuff. Yeah, and I would also suggest maybe a smaller track. I wouldn't go to Daytona for my first race. <laughs> I can't imagine. I would pick, you know, one of the uh, Texas Motor Speedway wouldn't be a bad one to go to for mm-hmm. a first race to go to Xfinity or Cup or truck race there it's whatever you want i would love to go out to one of the california races just because i've never been to california <laughs> all right now we know your goal we're gonna get you out to california and get you get you to see well I'm, race. I'm hoping to do the nascar racing experience soon thank you bonnie for educating me on nascar i like You're learning welcome. all this and maybe we'll hear about your nascar experience yep Some programs coming up at the Atascacita Branch Library. We have the Houston FBI joining to share a presentation on avoiding becoming a victim of fraud, specifically elderly fraud. While it has great tips and pointers for everyone, if you specifically want to learn how to avoid fraud as a senior, Please join us on July 8th at 1 p.m. We do ask for registration, so you can either call the library at 832-927-5560 or go online to our events calendar at hcpl.net slash events. And this specific event number is 61363. So if you do hcpl.net slash events slash 61363, it will take you straight to this specific program, Avoiding Elderly Fraud, on July 8th, 1 p.m. Please register so that we know that we have enough space for the individuals interested in attending. And again, this is presented by the Houston FBI. So you're going to get some serious tips on how to avoid fraud. Another program coming up, and it's a family program, so it is all ages, July 15th at 2.30 p.m. Join for Bizarre Sea Creatures. Daniel is going to teach us about some really strange sea creatures in the ocean. Please join us. Friday, July 15th at 2.30 p.m. Registration is required. Again, we want to make sure that we have enough space for everyone who would like to attend this program. Those are just two of the many programs going on in July. Please visit hcpl.net slash events. On the left-hand side, you can narrow it down to Atascacita or any library that you're interested in visiting of the Harris County Library System. You can narrow it down by month and look at a calendar view. You can also narrow it down by a type of program that you're interested in. Again, that's hcpl.net slash events. 
Please note the library will close early today, July 1st. We will close at 5 p.m., so we're open 1 to 5 on July 1st. And we will be closed the 2nd, 3rd, and 4th for the holiday, reopening on July 5th, and back to our normal business hours. So that Tuesday, we will be open 10 to 8. I hope you all have a safe and happy 4th of July holiday weekend. Thank you for listening to Atascacita Branch Library Advanced Copy. If you know somebody who might enjoy learning about what's going on in their local community library, please share this podcast with them, like, and subscribe. You all have a great month. You'll hear from us again in August. You've been listening to Atascacita Library Advanced Copy. Find information on media used and resources mentioned on our podcast webpage. This podcast is produced by the staff of Atascacita Branch Library, a part of the Harris County Public Library System. Funds for the podcast are provided by a grant from Best Buy through the Friends of Atascacita Library. Find out more about this 501c3 organization at foal.ws. That's F-O-A-L dot W-S.